Blog Talk Radio. Twas the night before Christmas when all through the land, Fox News warned its viewers of a dastardly plan. The liberals were launching their war on the season to get rid of Christmas and commit acts of treason, removing decorations out of their sight and telling you that Santa and Jesus ain't white. Environmentalists will come right after your soul. They hate all things Christmas, especially the coal. They'll sneak in your house all dressed in their flannel and instead give the bad kids some new solar panels. They'll take up all decorations that please us. They'll even go after tiny baby Jesus. Now all these fox lies cause such a frustration. Who would save us all from this misinformation? When live from the net there came lots of chatter. Could it be old Saint Nick, or perhaps someone fatter? Broadcasting from New Orleans down in Louisiana, it was none other than liberal Dan, coming to save the holiday season, busting through their lies with facts, logic, and reason. But I cannot do it myself, he exclaimed. So he called other groups, each one by name. On Christians, on Muslims, on Wiccans, on Jews, on Hindus, on Buddhists, and atheists too. Let's all spread the word and tell them indeed that there's no war on Christmas, just one on greed. So instead of joining this manufactured fight, listen to Liberal Dan Radio. Talk from the left, that's right. Talk from the left, that's right. This is your host, Dan Zimmerman, coming at you from New Orleans, Louisiana. To join the conversation, it's area code 914-803-4131. That's 914-803-4131. Or you can always join the chat at blogtalkradio.com slash liberaldan. Or if you're listening after live broadcast, you can leave your comments on Twitter at liberaldanradio or facebook.com slash liberaldan or when I do put the thread up on the show thread at liberaldan.com. Now, if you're hearing a little bit of a clicking noise, it's probably just me sucking on my lozenge. I'm doing my best to do the show today. Uh, I'm fighting a little bit of a cold, and so <clears throat> I may be coughing from time to time, so I do apologize for that ahead of time. Uh, however, I try and struggle through, got some liquids, got some cough drops, and if it just becomes too unbearable, I'll just go ahead and end the show early, and hopefully I'll be able to make it through the show, at least 60 minutes of it or so. Um, you're more than welcome to call in if you want, and you could take up some of the talking, which would spare my voice too. So if you're conservative listening to the show, this might be your time to get in a few words otherwise, because I might be happy to take some drinks of fluid while you ramble on about whatever it is that you want to <clears throat> chat about. So, and it did seem like my, I don't know if it was my computer or if it was uh, my, what's it call it? My, my internet's being slow or my computer's being slow or what was part of the reasons why I started the show a few minutes late. Um, so if my audio is a little jinky, I'll have to check it later and see. Uh, what's going on with it and see if I have to fix anything, see if I have to complain about Cox or just 
get a new freaking laptop, which seems like I might need to be. So going to be talking about impeachment in a little bit. I do want to talk about anti-Semitism and maybe give a little bit of a refresher of what people, you know, I was raised Jewish, um, people who are Nazis or uh, white supremacists or other forms of bigotry or who have other sorts of bigotry that are targeted at least at Jews, if not more, don't care about whether or not I'm practicing or not to them. My Jewish blood taints me or what have you. So, you know, and, and I I made this statement early on in the 2016 election. As soon as Donald Trump shared that image that was Hillary Clinton over money with the Star of David, I said, look, if, if he can't see why this is anti-Semitic, you know, that he has problems, but this is anti-Semitic. And you know what? Maybe you're allowed some mistakes. Maybe you're allowed to be a little tone deaf. Maybe you're allowed to be the person who goes, you know, I really <coughs> didn't know that that would be seen as offensive. I just thought it was a, a sheriff's star. I didn't think that that would be seen as offensive. Now, if you would just, if they would have just used a picture that didn't have a star of David, and instead just had Hillary Clinton over a big pile of money. I mean, it'd be stupid, but it wouldn't be, you know, anti-Semitic. But because you have a star David, and there's no reason to have star David there. She's not Jewish. But you put star David on there, you're you're cashing in on some of those anti-Semitic tropes. Now, you can believe, like I did, that he knew what he was doing. That site was obtained from a white supremacist website. I don't know if he went to that website specifically, but the campaign at least knew what he was doing or knew what it was doing. And by the addled ramblings that go on that Twitter account, obvious that it's his words. It's quite scary if you think that more people might talk and think the way that he does. I mean, that's crazy. But, you know, oh, he can't be at a Semitic, what they say. He can't. He has a, a Jewish son-in-law. Like having somebody as a son-in-law is going to be. Oh, I I I don't dislike these people anymore. You know, if you're a racist, you don't like black people, and your daughter comes home married to a black person, it's not going to make you go. You know, maybe I should really change my mind. No, a lot of the times, racists against black people are going to be like. I can't believe my daughter's marrying a black guy. Or they probably say worse words, but I don't want to say those words. <clears throat> so the idea that a daughter marrying into, you know, and, and yet the daughter converted. I mean, I, I was talking to somebody way back in the day. I was dating somebody before my wife. And that person found out that I was, you know, living with her and she was Catholic and I'm Jewish. He was like, you're dating a Jew? Like, like just utter disgust that she would even consider a relationship with a Jew. I mean, it's not like they worship a Jew or anything, but oh my God, he was Catholic. 
Yeah, but old school Catholics can sometimes have because old school Catholics and evangelicals are more inclined to believe the whole Jews or Christ killer type things. You know, maybe since Vatican II and newer teachings, you know, Pope John Paul II came out and said, look, Jews weren't responsible for that. So it was the Romans. So people in the Catholic Church have done things to kind of mend that situation, Pope John Paul specifically. But still, ridiculous how much hate there still exists in this world for people who are raised Jewish. And frankly, when Donald Trump was elected president and after, I mean, there was lots of things that terrified me about him, but one of the things was just like, holy crap, <clears throat> this guy who pandered to white supremacists actually managed to win. Then you had the people in Charlottesville marching, shouting, the Jews will not replace us. Donald Trump could not be called on to condemn those people or the people marching with those people. Because, you know, I might be willing to say that not everybody marching along with them belongs to that group that was shouting, the Jews will not replace us. But if you're marching in a parade alongside people shouting, the Jews will not replace us, and you're continuing to marching after they say the Jews will not replace us, then I'm not going to have a care in my mind about whether or not you're offended about me lumping you together with anti-Semites. Because if you march next to anti-Semites, just as good as an or just as bad as an anti-Semite. So, and you had other examples. And yet more recently, where Donald Trump decided that he was going to speak to a bunch of realtors, I think or a bunch of Jewish realtors. Either the convention just had a lot of realtors in them in that, who were Jewish, or maybe it was just a society of Jewish realtors. I don't know. But he decided that he was going to insult them, and then think that he's giving the, you know, praise of, you know, oh, well, Jews are good with money. So if Jews are good with money, then, you know, you're obviously not going to vote for the Democrats. You're going to vote for me because I'm going to tax, uh, I'm going to tax, I'm not going to tax you like the Democrats are. So you're going to want to keep more of your Jew money. Well, you didn't say Jew money, but, you know, the Jew gold trope that's common amongst anti-Semites. Again, maybe if you said once, one thing, that's, that's you know, okay, maybe it's forgivable. Even if it's horrible, maybe it's forgivable. It's for someone not to know. But he said, he's made so many of these comments that dealing with these particular issues and dealing with anti-Semitism and about Jews, that it stops being all a coincidence or it stops being all, you can't just brush it off and say, oh, 
he didn't really mean to say that. He's just not good with words, or he doesn't. He's not your typical politician. He's not good at crafting words. He's, but he really supports the Jews. And we'll get into all that in a second. Because you know, one of the things that I said when I called into this radio show that <coughs> I always call into is, you know, part of the reason. You know, the other thing that he said in his speech to the realtors was that more Jews needed to need to support Israel. Why don't Jews support Israel? Well, plenty of Jews support Israel. It doesn't mean we give blind support to Israel. We can still criticize Israel when they do wrong, and Israel has done wrong. But they're sitting there, and he's trying to say, oh, you need to support Israel. And, and he thinks that doing things that some people in Israel might like, like say, oh, Jerusalem's the capital. Of, of, we're going to recognize Jerusalem as the capital. And he just gave that away. The art of the deal just gave that away. He used that as part of a nego- negotiation tool. You say, okay, we're going we're gonna to treat Jerusalem as the capital, but we're going to give Hamas and, and, or the people who are running Palestine areas, Palestinian-controlled areas, hopefully it will stop being Hamas at some point. But we're going to give these people, you know, a little extra funding or help or aid or what have you. As part of it, you know, we're and we're going to demand peace and we're going to recognize Jerusalem as the capital. That's what you do. You don't just do it. That's not the art of the deal. But in doing so, not only, you know, he just stoked the fires and pushed the buttons of the people living in an area who aren't Jewish, who aren't Israeli, who view that as an affront to them. Whether or not, you know, they should consider an affront to whoever you think the land should belong to or the capital should belong to, you know, maybe you do it with a little bit more tact, a little bit more finesse, but Donald Trump is not a finesse guy. He's not a guy who's going to dance around and get you where you need to be stealthily. He's going to just beat you over the head with a mallet and hope he gets what he wants by with a mallet. doesn't matter. It's like eating, eating pudding with a mallet. You know, sure, some might get in your mouth, but most of it's going to get all over the place. Anyway, so this action and this speech in front of these realtors made me sit, you know, sit there and question his anti-Semitism and pose my thoughts. And I talked to Jeff, the morning show guy that I call in a bunch. And which brings us to our words of resident wisdom brought to you by Larry in Metairie. Because Larry in Metairie is a uh, big old bigot. He proved he was a big old bigot when I aired his previous rant about the blacks, as he called them. You know, that's, that's probably the number one way to refer to, to know if somebody is racist or not. Does he call them the blacks? He's got people of color. Does he call black people the blacks? That's a way of determining whether or not somebody is a racist or not. Anyway, here comes this week's words of redneck wisdom. <laughs> And now, this week's words of redneck wisdom, 
Brought to you by Liberal Dan Radio. 504-556-9696. Back to the phone calls. Our friend Larry in Metairie checking in with us. What's going on, Larry? Good morning. Welcome. Hey, Jeff. Um, hey. Liberal Dan. Liberal Dan is such a loser. I am sick of his lies. This liberal Jew has no idea what Donald Trump's all about or his supporters. He thinks he does, but he doesn't. And I'm sick of his lies. Trump loves Jews. It's obvious. He's so far from anti, uh, being an anti-Semite, not even funny. Why would you come on the air and make your point about that when it's a lie? It's just a lie. Like so much of this crap. It's just a lie. So I- I'm sick of it. The guy's such a loser. And as far as Jews go, let me tell you something about Jews. Because I am needy in Jews. Let me tell you this. I'm so disappointed. I am beyond disappointed in Jews. White, smart, wealthy Jews. I am disgusted. The reason is, is because they're all so damn liberal and dishonest. And that's why. It's so simple. It doesn't have to do Well, I mean, you, you can't characterize all Jews in a certain way, uh, Larry, because, I mean, I, I, I've no, got no, great no, friends no, who are Jewish who no, are no. very conservative. No, no, not all. Not all. I'm going to go with, and I, and I, I, part, I apologize for, for saying it like that because I'm, I'm all about the truth. I'm going to go with 91%. I'm going to go with 91% because there is a 9% that are awesome. You know, and I know a few of them, but man, the ones I've run into in New Orleans that are liberal, they're smart, they're wealthy, and they are out of their minds when it comes to this orange man, this orange man in the White House that's so evil, as they, as so many of them tell me, and I'm so wrong. I, in fact, one of mine told me the other day that I'm crazy because I can't see the Russian collusion. I said, haven't you moved on from that? I mean, cause, no. Look, they are so liberal, it's beyond belief. So, I don't want to say all of them, but I do want to go with about 91%. Um, Well, I I don't... Listen. You have just heard more words of redneck wisdom brought to you by Liberal Dan Radio. Talk from the left, that's right. great in that audio clip is just hearing Jeff like sighing in the middle. Even though he's conservative, he knows, oh, here goes Larry again. And hearing that just, you know, although it was funny when Jeff goes, I have friends that are Jewish. They're conservative. Some of my best friends are Jews. But yeah, I'm part of the 91% of Jews that Larry, this guy Larry seems to think that, you know, we're crazy, and he's knee-deep in Jews. Knee-deep in Jews. I mean, but he's not a bigot or anything. And, you know, all of his Jewish friends that he know, they're all wealthy and live uptown. Again, repeating the old anti-Semitism, anti-Semitic trope, but Jews and their money. So, we do have a caller. So, hello, caller. What's your name? Where are you from? Yes, it's Brother Mike from uh, Singapore. How are you today? Um, doing all right. How are? What's going on? What do you want to talk about? 
Yeah, you know what? Uh, uh, the incident happened in Jersey. I mean, yes. it's a very big event. But we see the uh, less coverage in the TV stations in around the United States or Canada even. Only we get the high, uh, good coverage in Singapore and, you know, uh, in Asia, basically. But, uh, you know, regardless of the these uh, two people which I see, their pictures right mm. now, I mean, they are very normal people to me. I mean, they were very nice people, nice couple. And what I think it is, it was, first of all, they never showed their bodies, number one. Number mm-hmm. two is they could put anybody's pictures, etc., and give them a nickname, and right away, you know, they build up the, you know, from YouTube, you know, right now you can see these pictures. I mean, scan it through the YouTube, for example. You know, you see, uh, it's the same as 911. When it happened, and I mean, many of the hijackers, they were still alive. And they're alive still, but we put their names we said this person did it, that person did it, but up to today, many of the hijackers are st- still alive. They never did the act. So who did the act? You see, uh, very well we may have, you know, what you call it, make. Uh, it, it has been like a false flag operation yesterday okay. or today. I'm going to pause you a second. I'm just going to pause you a second and go. Uh, but I thank you for your call. Um, the uh, uh, if you have any you know links to that, I mean I'm, I'm not a big 9/11 truther. I don't necessarily believe in that that the hijackers are still alive. Um, I do. I, I'm willing to give you know <laughs> the idea that they were willing to martyr themselves for whatever cause they were standing up for or thought they were standing up for. You know. I don't think that they're still alive. And if, if you have evidence to the contrary, you know, I'll gladly take it. You can email me at liberaldanradio at gmail.com, and I'll be more than happy to, to look over the information that you have. Um, but, again, I thank you for your call. Um, I have no reason to believe that this is a hoax either. Um, and a lot of people have conspiracy theories about 9-11 and who actually who, – Supposedly, actually did it, and some of the <coughs> questions asked about 9/11. I don't want to make this about 9/11, but some of the questions about 9/11. You know, what happened to the camera footage um, by the Pentagon? You know, that's a reasonable question. Why haven't we seen that? Why haven't we seen more of that? It's a reasonable question. I'd be happy to see somebody get that question answered. But the problem is, and the problem with a lot of these conspiracy theory types is that you wind up having to they take these good questions and they surround them with other questions that don't make any sense or that are problematic logically. Like, you know, oh, well, 
Do you see this? Like I was, I was watching that loose change video. I was like, if you see, if you, if you understand this and believe this, and then this is the truth, then you have to believe that this is true. Like if A is true and B is true, then C must be true. But they haven't established <coughs> that A in and of itself would lead to C or B in and of itself would lead to C or that the combination of A and B would magically lead to C. They've just said, well, A is true and B is true, so C must be true. Well, no, C must not be true. It's, 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 there's no requirement that C is true to be just because you said A or B. So that's the kind of type of logic dealing with that. And so I was going to bring up the offense of today as well as part of the anti-Semitism. Um, because, again, it's, it's just another you know, attack and you know, we're such a Jewish people are such a small group, and these people wouldn't care. The fact that, you know, I'm probably not going to light a menorah this year. I have a Catholic wife. Kids are cashews. They're not going to care whether or not I go to shul every Saturday or not. You know, I was bar mitzvahed. I was circumcised. Maybe that's TMI for you. Um, I, I went to Hebrew school. I was raised Jewish. My mom was Jewish. My father was Jewish. Therefore, I'm Jewish. Because to these people, Judaism is more than just a religion. It's a race, it's a nationality, which brings us to what Donald Trump now wants to do, because he wants to stand up for Israel, and he thinks that by standing up for Israel, that somehow that makes him a big friend of the Jews. He's going to declare by executive order and I thought these Republicans didn't like executive orders. What happened to the idea that executive orders are bad? I guess executive orders are only bad when Barack Obama was president, when Bill Clinton was president. When Donald Trump's president, he can sign all the executive orders that he wants, including one that's going to other Jewish people. What do I mean by other? It's going to make us special, make us different. That's just what anti-Semites want. They want us to be othered. Because once, once you other us, then you are able to, you know, you're setting us apart, and then you can be discriminated against. That's terrible. <coughs> Many Jewish groups have come out and spoken against exactly what Donald Trump did for those same reasons. And I'll probably call in a judge show tomorrow, and he'll probably be like, Oh, I, I see nothing wrong with what Donald Trump did because he did the same thing when I called it about the other thing about him talking about the Jew money. Well, he started defending him because of the defense of Israel, but this isn't defending Israel. You know, BDS or whatever it's called, um, divesting, boycotting. I don't know what the other one stands for. I forget off the top of my head, but you sit there. It's, it's nonviolent. You know, that's a nonviolent way of protesting. And if you want to be nonviolent in protests, it's fine. I don't care. <coughs> so now he wants to go after people who are divesting themselves from Israel. But it's, you know, it's not, it's not our, the government's business who is investing in Israel and who isn't investing in Israel or what have you. 
It's not the government's business to do that. And all he's going to do is going to other us. You know, Richard Spencer, you know, Jeff, you know, talked about the whole idea that always supports Israel and supports the right of Israel to exist. So that makes him supportive of Jews. Richard Spencer is an anti-Semite. Richard Spencer stood up in front of a group and was saying, hail Trump, just like he was Hitler. Hail Trump, hail Hitler. That's what he says. He, uh, he's an anti-Semite, but he supports the right of Israel to exist. Why? Because, well, I'm sure he, that he can use then springboard off that and says, well, if Jews can have their own nation, then white people should have their own nation too. And then he's going to say, oh, and if, if, uh, Jews have their own nation, that means all the Jews can go to the Jewish nation and they can be rid of the Jews. And that's what people like Richard Spencer want. And I don't know, I can't say for certain that that specifically is what Donald Trump wants. But he said, he said so many anti-Semitic things that how can you not believe him to be an anti-Semite himself? The only way is if you're just so far up his ass that you just you, you just there's there's no there's no rhyme or reason left. There's no there's no ability for thinking individually. You're just a drone. You're just a drone for Trump. Then I guess I can understand why you wouldn't believe that he is an anti-Semite. But he's an anti-Semite. Period. End of story. There's no questioning it whatsoever. Anyway, let's go ahead and take another take a commercial block. Come back. Take your calls as well. Nine one four eight zero three forty one thirty one. That's nine one four eight zero three forty one thirty one. This is Liberal Dan Radio. Talk from the left. That's right. Are you planning a trip to Disney soon? Do you want help avoiding spending mistakes and making the most of your vacation? Then check out BudgetEars.com, a new site devoted to helping you get the most mouse for your money. What kinds of tickets should you get? Is the dining plan a good deal for you? Should you stay on grounds or not? Should you buy park hoppers? Many other sites are filled with information about what other people like to do. But BudgetEars is geared to help you make the best decision for you. So check out BudgetEars.com or go to YouTube.com slash BudgetEars and help make your trip the best it can be. BudgetEars.com is not a travel agency and it is not affiliated with the Disney Corporation or any of its holdings. Are you someone who is looking to get into the ride-sharing business, be it for a side hustle or a full-time gig? Are you currently a rideshare driver wondering how to increase your earnings? Are you simply a new rider looking for first-time rider credits? Head on over to RideshareDan.com for those first-time rider credits, sign-up bonuses for new drivers, and my tips and tricks to help you make more money in the gig economy.
Welcome back to Liberal Band Radio. Talk from the left, that's right. This is your host, Dan Zimmerman, coming at you from New Orleans, Louisiana. To join the conversation, it's 914-803-4131. That's 914-803-4131. Show, uh, the chat room seems to be down. I don't know what's going on with that. But you can always leave your comments, questions, concerns, etc. in the show thread at liberaldan.com once it's up and running. Um, you can also go to at Liberal Dan Radio on Twitter, Facebook.com slash Liberal Dan as well. Do want to give a shout out uh, to my brother uh, Nimbus Yosh on the Percy Podcast at Percy Podcast on Twitter. Uh, he's the people's champion, if you will. He, uh, <clears throat> I think for a while he was going to go with the people's podcast but he instead went for the percy podcast that's cool you should give it a listen uh, he's got some good stuff going on for a new podcast and he gives me a shout out too so gotta appreciate that got much love for you nimbus yosh and one day we're going to do some projects together and it's going to be fun so steve scalise i know steve scalise we've had conversations I briefly ran against Steve Scalise before he dropped out of his election for the congressional seat in 2004, Louisiana's first congressional district. Steve Scalise went on Breitbart News or whatever on SiriusXM and basically said that uh, if you obstruct the justice, if you abuse your power, because if you abuse power, you should go to prison. The cognitive dissonance that must come with that is amazing. Because <coughs> clearly, President Trump obstructed justice. Clearly, he abused his power. But he doesn't want to, Scalise doesn't want to see it. And uh, so what's good for the goose, I guess, is not good for the uh, gander, I suppose. Speaking of dumb people, the, the Trump campaign, they tweeted out an image of Donald Trump as Thanos doing the snap, and then snapping away the House Democrats like Pelosi. <clears throat> Saying that his victory is inevitable, quoting the movie. Well, sorry, nerd here. First of all, by doing that, you've basically admitted that your candidate is a maniacal, megalomaniac, Horrible person. Villain. He's the villain of the story. And the snap that, that he used was his attempt to destroy all life in the universe. And that snap failed. So instead, Iron Man got the stem, stones and snapped away the entirety of Thanos' army. 
that was saying that somebody needed to Photoshop in Nancy Pelosi. I am Iron Man or something. And somebody did with an image, and then somebody put in Schiff getting the Infinity Stones and snapping uh, snapping away Thanos, Trump, and the rest of his army. How big of a dumbass do you have to be to think that that was a good idea? That the internet wasn't going to jump all over you for that. <clears throat> but I guess his supporters will still think it's wonderful. Whatever. But the Democrats did finally come forward with <coughs> two articles of impeachment. Some people think it's too many. Some people think it's too few. I mean, just because you have an article of impeachment doesn't mean there's more than one. That there's not more than one count. Like the obstruction of Congress, there's probably several counts where you can look at it and be like, oh, he obstructed Congress. So just put it all in one. No big deal. So that should be interesting now that we've made that turn. But the Republicans are just it's 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 ridiculous. It's like they're they're ostriches, their heads are in the ground, they cannot see. Alright. I'm at the point now where I think I need to tap out because my throat is just killing me. So I don't want to kill myself, but kill my throat at least. So I'm going to go ahead and end the show now. A little bit early, but, you know, I tried to give you a good 45 minutes or so. Anyway, my a good 45 minutes, you know, more than most people give you, right? Anyway, this is the end of the show. Tune in next Wednesday. I'll do repeat the War on Christmas intro. Take your calls as well. Until then, you can find me at Liberal Dan Radio on Twitter, Facebook.com slash Liberal Dan, uh, LiberalDan.com. Until next week, this is Dan Zimmerman with Liberal Band Radio. Talk from the left, that's right. <laughs>